Prana Kakole Digia, Egeboza Kalida, Brina Kankolo do Bongolo do Bozikelea, Egebazo Kola Namanga, Engebozo Kola de Bebre Gediza Kabala Tobo de Gedegia Naha, Egeboza Kayadabaha, Endelenemando Lodo Bozikele de Brina Hata. Praise you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Father, we rejoice for the privilege we have to come together in fellowship with one another in the light of your word. Lord, we come before your word tonight humbly, respectfully, as we study your holy written word. And we thank you that your mighty Holy Spirit lives on our inside to guide us into all the truth. So as we study your word tonight, revelation, knowledge is gifted us. Veils full of clarity comes. Your people built up, equipped, edified. And we take authority over everything that is not planted by God. Sickness, disease is terminated in the name of Jesus. And we rejoice that by the end of this service, we'll all be the better for it. We give you praise, glory, and honor for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name, and every believer sees a powerful amen. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our faith together as we say these words. I am born of God. I am born of the world. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the word. I do the word naturally. Therefore today, I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never ever be the same again. In Jesus' name, and every believer says a powerful amen. We well, want to welcome everybody connected to this service tonight by way of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all of the social media community. We are so glad to welcome all of you tonight and everybody connected in Aquaibom State by way of FM, I mean, by way of FM radio, either Comfort FM, XL FM, Radio Aquaibom, Unuyo FM, Inspiration FM, Heritage FM. We are so glad to have all of you connected to this service tonight. Do me a favor, call a friend, a family a neighbor, a colleague in your office ask them to tune to this radio station right now. Life is flowing through the airwaves. And I want to thank you all, our social media family and friends. We're so glad that we could have all of you as partners of this ministry in helping to get the gospel to the ends of the earth. Do us the same favor you've always done. Share the video on your page. Tag some people and put it on all the groups on your page. All the groups. Join as many groups as possible. Let's get the world to the ends of the earth. And then of course drop them a monogram, telegram and whatsapp groups. And it's a joy to have have every one of you all our house centers in Aquaibom state so glad to have all of you this evening i tell you we're going to have an adventure in the world of his grace bible study centers in the state we love you all our campuses all over the world what a joy to be able to come your way again tonight with the word of his grace and those in the building are we excited to be here together tonight can we celebrate the lord with a shout glory whoa amen well, grab your pen, your notebook, your Bible, and you can be seated with your sweet, smart self as we get into the word of his grace. <clears throat> oh my goodness, I tell you, we've been having times of refreshing as we keep studying the word of God together right here. Praise God. Uh -huh. <clears throat> 
We still have uh, Doc, Dr. Gabriel and his wife still with us. We love you guys. We're so glad you're here with us all of this period. And we also have Pastor Uko here, the ICMA coordinator for Kwaibom State. We love you, man. And we're glad to have Pastor Rex also still with us, ICMA coordinator, Lagos State. We love you, man. It's been wonderful watching you guys on Kingdom Life Network, just pumping out all of that material and information. It's a blessing, great blessing. Pastor Boy, come, we love you. We're glad to have all the pastors in, in Aquaibom that are here with us tonight. Sister Joy from London Croydon Capos, we love you. We're glad, we're glad you're here tonight. I'm saying it so that they know you're here, you know. <laughs> you have the advantage over them tonight by, by virtue of being physically here. But we're so glad to be, to have all of you here tonight. All right, grab your Bibles to the book of John, chapter 5, verse number 39. John 5, 39. You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me look at the book of luke chapter 24 verse number 25 luke chapter 24 verse number 25 then he said unto them "O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken ought not christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory and beginning at moses and all the prophets he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself we've established beyond every shadow of doubt that the bible is jesus's book we've established beyond every shadow of doubt that the bible has only one message and that message is the message of the christ we've established beyond every shadow of doubt that the bible is centered on the person of christ it's a christocentric material that is why jesus is the end point of all the writings all the prophecies, all the promises of the scriptures. Jesus is the end point of all of those prophecies and promises, types and shadows. That's why Jesus beginning at Moses, which is symbolic of types and shadows and promise. And all the prophets, the prophecies, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself he's the end point of revelation knowledge he says such the scriptures they testify of me now yesterday we began to examine the fact that there is the sufferings of christ and the glory that will follow so we established that the sufferings of christ is his crucifixion death and burial the glory that will follow is his resurrection ascension and exaltation now there are details in these realities we need to confront face to face now we also said that the glory he will enter is a glory he has never been in before the word is that is for the first time he is going to enter this glory at the end of the suffering which is the glory of his resurrection the glory of his sacrificial work or the glory of his sufferings which brought which brought about the resurrection like yesterday we examine when the bible tells us in matthew chapter 1 verse 21 she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name jesus for he shall save his people from their sins in matthew where the scripture was was spoken he had not saved anybody so that scripture is a post-resurrection reality. 
We also saw John chapter 10 verse 10. I am come that you may have life and be abundant. I am come that you might have life and be abundant. That's also another post-resurrection scripture because he had not given life to anybody as at this point yet. So the glory of his work is that he will save his people from their sins. The glory of his work is that he will give life. But in his earthly work as the incarnate Christ, he was not qualified to give life. That means there was a greatness after he rose from the dead. In his earthly work, he couldn't give life. In John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. As at the time John was writing that scripture, Jesus had not given everlasting life to anybody. Why? Because it was reserved for his resurrection. Now, look at Matthew chapter 3 verse 11. Matthew chapter 3 verse 11 i indeed baptize you with water pay attention to the tenses he didn't say we indeed baptize you with water water baptism is not for we it is i <laughs> i indeed baptize you with water unto repentance but he that cometh after me is mightier than i whose shoes i'm not worthy to bear he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. These things happened upon his resurrection. Look at John chapter 1 verse 33. John chapter 1 verse 33. And I knew him not. But he that sent me to baptize with water. The same said unto me. Upon whom thou shalt see the spirit descending and remaining on him. The same is he which baptized with the Holy Ghost. No fire. John removed fire. And Jesus in Acts 1 5 confirmed what John just did. Acts chapter 1 verse 5. For John truly baptized with water. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. So John said, I baptize with water. He didn't say we baptize with water. He said I somebody said to me there are two baptisms so i asked him which one he said baptism with water and baptism with the holy ghost i said oh okay i see i didn't know that before can you explain further <laughs> so i asked him which one comes first he said water water comes first and then holy ghost i said to him give me a scripture and a verse he said, Jesus was first baptized with water, then the Holy Ghost. I said, wow, this is so deep. I need prayer to understand what you're communicating. And then he now said to me, and the person who, who baptized him with the water said it was very important for other people to be baptized with water so that they can follow the steps of Jesus. Hmm. So, I now said to him, and the person who baptized with water, what did he say? Did he say, we shall be baptizing you with water? He said, no. He said, Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel, baptizing them. 
So I now said to him, do we go for evangelism with drums of water? We should be carrying buckets of water as we go because we're supposed to be baptizing as we're going. <laughs> evangelism time. Everybody comes to church with buckets. We're going for evangelism. What are the buckets for? Water baptism. <laughs> if baptism to you means water, then there is trouble. If all the understanding of the word baptism in your head is water, then there is big trouble. Bible says they were all baptized unto Moses. Moses must have been a big ocean. They were all baptized unto Moses in the wilderness. John said, I indeed baptize with water. He that cometh after me will baptize you with the Holy Ghost. That statement made by John, did Jesus accomplish the baptism of the Holy Ghost in his earthly walk? Did he accomplish it in his earthly walk as the incarnate Christ? Did he get anybody baptized with the Holy Ghost? So it was part of the glory that will follow. It was post-resurrection. Are we still in the building? That's the glory of his walk. That is, he will have to qualify to baptize anybody with the spirit. Now pay attention. The incarnation did not qualify Jesus to get anybody baptized with the Holy Ghost. The incarnation did not baptize, qualify Jesus to give life. If the incarnation was the basis of the qualification, then the scriptures will have been very clear. But he had to die first. And he has to be raised from the dead to give the spirit to anybody. Now in Acts chapter 1 verse 5, John said that he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost. John's statement did not put a time to it. But I tell you that statement was meant for the glory of his resurrection. Look at Acts chapter 1 verse 4. <clears throat> Acts chapter 1 verse 4. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have heard of me. Now, is what he said in Acts 4, is it the same thing he said in Luke 24, 49? Tarry until you be endued with power from on high. Yes. Then in Acts 5, why did he ask them to stay in Jerusalem? Because of the feast of Pentecost. Yeah, all right. Now, we, you know, we dealt with that also yesterday. Now, so, what John said was meant for post-resurrection. John did not state it like Jesus said, I give unto them eternal life. That was open. All right. It's just like John said, you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Jesus said in John 10, 28, I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one shall be able to pluck them out of my hands. My father that gave them to me is greater than all. And no man can take them out of my father's hands. Now, when Jesus said that, he cannot give you eternal life until he's raised from the dead. So that scripture in John 28, 29 is post-resurrection. Post-resurrection. That is the glory of his work. Now, not that he doesn't want to give you life. He cannot give it. 
It's not that he refused to give it. He didn't have the wherewithal to give it in the incarnation. Because something had to happen before that ability will be given to him. Now, if he speaks like God, it will be very ridiculous as at the time of his incarnation. But he speaks as a man. He was born, he grew, he was anointed, and he had to be glorified. Look at Acts chapter 2 verse 32. Acts chapter 2 verse 32. This Jesus, brother Peter preaching, had God raised up, whereof we are all, we all are witnesses. 33. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he had shed forth this, which you now see and hear. When did he shed forth this? Being by the right hand of God exalted or being at the regency on high. He is talking about the folks on the day of Pentecost. And now he explains very definitely that the only time the Holy Ghost will be shed forth is when Jesus is exalted to the right hand of majesty on high. Now, that was definite. Not that he didn't want to. He was not able to. Not that he didn't want to save them from their sins. He was not able to save them until he was raised from the dead. Are we still in the building? That is why the word is called glory. Weight. Splendor. Wealth. Resources that were available. And he had to enter into it. There was wealth. Splendor. Weights. Heavy. <laughs> heavy. Value. What resources that were available, he couldn't use them in the incarnation. He had to die and rise from the dead to enter into this realm where he could use these resources. I don't know if we're together. He had to die in order for him to enter into this level of glory or weight or, or splendor. That means he was not in it until resurrection. Look at that word glory. John chapter 14 verse 12. John chapter 14 verse 12. Verily, verily I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works or greater than this shall he do. Because I go unto my father. Look at the word greater. Greater than this shall he do. The word greater, does it imply more? When we say something is greater. We have great. We have greater. Great and greater, what's the difference? Greater has more. Greater is greater. When he says greater, that means there's a greater glory upon his, him going to the father. A greater glory. It is going to the father he was referring to as his exaltation. So his ascension to the right hand of the father will be the basis for the greater glory. Look at John chapter 2 verse 11. <clears throat> John chapter 2 verse 11. 
This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory. Manifested what? Forth his glory and his disciples believed on him. This is the beginning of miracles. Jesus did and manifested forth his glory. That was glory in his earthly walk. So he had glory in his earthly walk. But there was a greater glory when he rose from the dead. He manifested forth his glory. This was a realm of glory. But there was a higher realm of glory that was awaiting him upon his resurrection. Are we still in the building? Now, a greater glory. Jesus was actually increased. He was actually glorified. He was actually exalted. He was not exalted in a corner somewhere. He was literally exalted. That means there was more to Jesus being raised from the dead. Oh, hallelujah. There was more to Jesus being raised from the dead. So Jesus of the four gospels is not the same Jesus that rose from the dead. Jesus of the four gospels is not the same Jesus that rose from the dead. Please listen carefully. So, same person, but different office and different personality. Same person, different office and different personality. Look at John chapter 12 verse 23. John chapter 12 verse 23. And Jesus answered them saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Next verse. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. And if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. If it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Much fruit there is referring to his death. He is saying, when I die, I will do more. When I die, I will do more. Look at me everybody. I will do more. Meaning, I will have more. John 12, 24. John 12, 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth, if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. I will have more. John chapter 1 verse 14. John chapter 1 verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So there is a glory of the only begotten of the Father. We beheld what? His glory. That means there's a glory of the incarnation. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. That's the glory of the incarnation. 
But then, that is not the glory of the resurrection. So, there was glory in the incarnation, but there was greater glory in the manifestation. Look at John chapter 7 verse 38. John chapter 7 verse 38. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. 39. But this spake he of the spirit, which they that believe on him shall receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Why was the Holy Ghost not given? Because Jesus was not yet glorified. So he had to be glorified. Which means that more was added to Jesus upon his resurrection. More was added to Jesus upon his resurrection. John chapter 12 verse 16. John chapter 12 verse 16. <clears throat> These things understood not his disciples at the first. But when Jesus was glorified, then remembered they that these things were written of him and that they had done these things unto him. They didn't understand at first. But when Jesus was glorified after his resurrection, then they understood. John twelve twenty eight. John chapter 12 verse 28. Father, glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify again. I have glorified incarnation and will glorify again resurrection. Are we still in the building? So, I will glorify again in, in among the Jews when you say again it means newness except a man be born again again there is new born again born anew I have glorified my name I will glorify it anew I will glorify it anew <clears throat> I will glorify it new look at john 12 30 please pay attention john chapter 12 verse 30 then answered i mean jesus answered and said this voice came not because of me but for your sakes but for your sakes <clears throat> next verse 31 and 32 now is the judgment of this world now shall the prince of this world be cast out. Next verse. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. The word lifted there means death. We said that yesterday. And, and you know, I was perusing through Facebook and I saw one of the person who followed the teaching last night. He must have been a music minister in some church somewhere where they were busy killing Jesus higher, killing Jesus higher. So he now wrote on a comment that I just, you know, glanced at. He said, okay, Papa, so if you want to say lift, not in the sense of kill, how do we say it? 
lift him. Not in the sense. First of all, you can't even lift him. You and Jesus, who should lift you? <laughs> you can't even lift him. You are thinking of your village head. You can't lift Jesus. He's been lifted. The Father has exalted him. There's no exaltation higher than what the Father has done in Christ. No exaltation higher than where Jesus occupies now. He's the regency on high. He's the regent on high. There's no exaltation. So you can't lift him up. He's not down. You can't raise him up. He's not on the ground. You can't carry him up. So how do you exalt him? You exalt him by acknowledging the glory of his work. You sing songs that acknowledge the glory of his work. The glory of the new creation. The glory that came for redemption. The glory that brought justification. The glory that brought, you know, oneness with God. The glory that brought union with the Father. You sing songs that celebrate the outcome of his work. Not to be lifting him or crowning him. Well, crown him, crown him, crown him, crown. Which crown are you going to use? Cloth crown or gold crown? All of them don't have, they don't stand a chance because they are perishable. They are, they are corruptible stuff. Even if you use a diamond crown, it's, it's perishable. It is nothing to, it has no, it does not stand a chance to compare to the glory of Jesus seated at the right hand of majesty. Glory to God. He's been exalted. He's been lifted. He's been magnified. It's done, done, done. So what do we do? We acknowledge what came out of that work. That is what glorifies him. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now, so we're looking at that same scripture. Look at verse 33 now. John 12, 33. So that it's clear to you. This he said, the lifting up. If I be lifted up, this he said signifying what death he should die so the lifting up was a language for death if i be lifted up means if i die i will draw all men to myself not praise him if you praise him he will draw all men no not praise him not praise him his resurrection is what has guaranteed the salvation of all men we are saved by his resurrection so we preach his resurrection so men can be saved we don't sing and dance for men to be saved you don't sing songs to save men songs don't save it's the message that saves some say but sometimes when they sing songs i used to feel the glory of god then you are far from god if it's a song that makes you feel the glory the glory ought to be living inside you it's not supposed to be visiting you like goose pimples you're supposed to live in the reality of the glory 247 because the glory is in you 247 it's a residential glory the glory of his resurrection that is what gave birth to you as a believer that's your reality not goose pimples of course sometimes we feel in our human body but that that is not the basis because you can also feel cold from malaria yeah you can feel cold from malaria the room can be so cold that you're freezing and, if, and things are moving and you're feeling sensations that's not a proof that the glory is there but it is written and because Christ is in you, that's a guarantee that the glory is inside. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Somebody's not shouting hallelujah. So do we all agree that the glory Jesus entered into 
after resurrection he never had it before do we all agree we've we've looked through all through the scripture now another question did jesus increase after resurrection did he increase all right john 17 1 and 2 john 17 verse 1 and 2 this word spake jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said father the hour is come glorify thy son that thy son also may glorify thee as thou hast given him power over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him notice this prayer is about to happen but jesus is speaking as though it has happened so it's a post-resurrection prayer verse 3 verse 3 of john 17 and this is life eternal that they might know thee the only true god and jesus christ whom thou hast sent next verse i have glorified thee on the earth i have finished the work which thou gavest me to do verse 5 oh glory to god and now O oh father glorify thou me with thine own self with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. Before the world began. Remember, Jesus is speaking as a man. Go to verse 22 of John 17. John 17, 22. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them. Hallelujah. That they may be one, even as we are one. That means he didn't have it. I have given them. Jesus is making a statement of things that have not yet happened. As we are one. He's not talking about Christian association. As we are one. He's not talking about the coming together of churches. No. As we are one. He explains what he means by as we are one in John 17, 23. John 17, 23. <clears throat> I in them and thou in me that they may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved me as thou hast loved them. Wow. <clears throat> now, that they may be complete in one, I, you, and them in one. Alright? Look at verse 40, 24 now. 24. <clears throat> Father... I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am. That they may behold my glory which thou hast given me for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. Look at verse 22. So I give them the same glory. Alright. Look at John 17, 22. <clears throat> Hallelujah. And the glory, oh my goodness, which thou gavest me, 
I have given them. That they may be one. Even as we are one. You are the Lord. That is your name. You will never share your glory with any man. Religion is wicked. The glory which thou gavest me. I have given them. Say, brother, brother, if you want God to use you, don't touch the glory. Don't touch the glory. Shh, don't touch it. The glory you gave me, I have given to them. The same glory. The glory of his resurrection. Shitobalatanaga. Thank you, Lord. Uh. So Jesus is about to enter into his glory and he says, I give them the same glory. This glory, is it pre-resurrection or post-resurrection? Huh? Post, okay. Post, okay, let's see it. When he said this, had he risen from the dead? No. Remember, a few days ago, we said there are two events that happen when Jesus died and rose from the dead. Look at Acts chapter 2, verse 33. <clears throat> Acts chapter 2, verse 33. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he had shed for this which you now see and hear exalted not restored he was not restored he was exalted acts 5 31 acts chapter 5 verse 31 him hath god exalted with his right hand a prince and a savior for to give repentance to israel and forgiveness of sins exalted exalted means to elevate taking from the same compound word where you have doxa doxa for glory in the greek which is kabod in the hebrew doxa taken from kabod so that word exalted means to elevate and it comes from the same compound word with doxa let me explain exalted what it means Exalted is not same as in literal terms. The word exalted simply means he has been promoted. It means you have more authority. You have more doxa. Exalted means more authority. More wealth. That is, there is more worth to that office of Jesus than it was before. Jesus' office has more value. It's more precious. It's more, it's more weighty. It's more heavy. It's, it's, it has more splendor than his office before he died. Look at Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. We're going to read to verse 9. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus 
who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him, promoted him, and given him a name, which is above every name. That means he had authority. He had authority. That's what exalted means. It means he had, but now he has been increased. The authority is increased. There is an elevation that has occurred. Now, do we all agree that Jesus was glorified? Yes. I mean glorified beyond the incarnation. Yes. Glorified beyond the anointing of the spirit. Yes. Was he glorified spirit, soul, and body? Yes. Was more added to Jesus in the spirit after he rose? Yes. Was more added to Jesus in his body after he rose? Yes. Did the spirit change after he rose? Did the spirit change after he rose? Huh? Did his okay? Did his was something added to his body after he rose? Was something added to his spirit after he rose? So yes, his spirit changed. <laughs> it's not a trap. <laughs> Don't be trying not to fall into trap. It's not a trap. We're just studying. <laughs> Hallelujah. Was his body glorified? Yes. Was Jesus glorified spirit, soul, and body? Yes. All right, good. <clears throat> I like this class. So Jesus was glorified spirit, soul, and body. Jesus of the resurrection, was he elevated beyond Jesus of the four gospels? Yes. So therefore, we have agreed that Jesus was elevated spirit, soul, and body. Now, our identification with him. Is it in the four gospels or in the resurrection? In the resurrection. So we identify with Jesus where? In the resurrection. So it's in the elevation that we are identified with him. We are not identified with the only begotten son. We are identified with the first begotten. Our identification is with the risen Lord. The first begotten, the prototokos from the dead. Hallelujah. We are not in the incarnate Christ. We are in the resurrected Christ. So come to John chapter 1 verse 16. John chapter 1 verse 16. Oh hallelujah. And of his fullness have all we received. And grace for grace. This is one of those verses 
that is New Testament in application is a post-resurrection verse because he couldn't have had fullness in the four Gospels. E.W. Kenyon said, this is a New Testament text in the four Gospels. I agree with him absolutely. John wrote this historically and you know, don't forget that history tells us that John wrote the epistle of 1st, 2nd and 3rd John the same week he wrote John the Gospel. So that's why he didn't have time for Mary was pregnant, Joseph wanted to kick her out and while Joseph was contemplating he mistakenly slept. The angel appeared and said, Jojo, Jojo, do not to put her away for she that which is in her is born of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Joe. And then Joe woke up and then Joe now decided to father Jesus and, uh, and uh, when the baby was born there was no place to put in the inn so they had to burn the baby in a manger and the wise men came from the east and brought gold from Frankincense and Mary and Herod wanted to kill Jesus. John didn't have time for all of that. He just said, in the beginning was the world and the world was with God and the world was God. Verse 14 and the world became flesh. So John was not writing history. John was writing revelation. That's why some theologians argue that the gospel of John is not a synoptic, but don't mind them. <laughs> you know, because of, you know, the advantage the gospel of John, I mean, has. So his fullness is not the four gospels. His fullness is resurrection. That is a New Testament text or yeah, a New Testament text in the gospels because the word fullness in John 1.16 is the Greek word pleroma. Pleroma cannot be in the four gospels because if there was pleroma in the four gospels, there will be no need for Jesus to die. Pleroma means fullness. Pleroma can only happen upon his resurrection. So, go to Colossians chapter 1 verse 19. Colossians chapter 1 verse 19. Glory to God. <clears throat> for it pleased the Father. Whoa. It pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Uh, fullness. Fullness. It pleased the Father. It pleased the Father. We approach Paul in the next few days. The kind of person brother Paul is, is very unique. He never saw Jesus in the flesh. Not once. He never saw Jesus preach and never sat down under Jesus' teaching. So he could never have been speaking of the incarnate Christ. Because he had no experience. He had no reason to write about the incarnate Christ whatsoever. Are we in the building here? Now, historically, it was said that Paul never passed through Jerusalem at all. During, you know, during Jesus' earthly walk. He didn't have access at all to Jerusalem. He was not influenced one bit by one eyewitness account. None of them influenced him. And we will study the relevance of these facts I just gave you now in the next few days. Now, Colossians 1.19 For it pleased that in him should all fullness dwell. In him. Is this incarnation or resurrection? Resurrection. Because we saw that few days ago. 
Verse 18 tells us, look at verse 18 of Colossians 1. Oh, I tell you, I'm enjoying this. What about you? And he's the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. That is resurrection. Look at Colossians chapter 2 verse 9. Colossians, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Bodily means in person. That in Christ dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead in person. Bodily. Why? Because of verse 10. Ah, Colossians 2.10. And you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. When did he become the head? Resurrection or incarnation? Resurrection. Is he the fullness of the Godhead? Spirit, soul, and body? Huh? Yes. Because it's upon his resurrection. That means in his humanity, he is the fullness of the Godhead. In his humanity. Spirit, soul, and body. Now come to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 20. Ephesians 1 20. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenlies. 21 to 22. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Not only that word all. Gave him to be the head over all. A-L-L. A key factor in identification is the word all. The word all is key in identification. The word eternal. The word forever. They are key words in identification. Look at that same Ephesians where we are. Chapter 1 verse 23. Ephesians 1 23. Which is his body, the fullness of all of him that filleth all in all. Then Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 now. And you had he quickened. And you. Continuation. And you. Look at verse 23 of Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians 1.23 Which is his body? The fullness of him that filleth all in all. Chapter 2 verse 1. And you. So he says the fullness all in all. Notice where he went in the heavenly places. He went in the heavenly. That means the glory of Jesus added glory to heaven the glory of jesus added glory to heaven which means heaven was not complete until christ the glory of christ the glory of christ added value to heaven not just to you and i but it added value to heaven because he feels all in all the pleroma 
So, the glory of heaven today is the glory of a man. The glory of heaven today is the glory of a man. Are you still in the building? God in man is the glory of a man. Because heaven is for man. Angels can't serve God or protect God or help God. <laughs> Angels can't serve God. They can't protect God and cannot help God. He doesn't need protection. He doesn't need help. He doesn't need their service. Are we in the building? So the ministry of angels is for man. Heaven is full of the glory of Christ. Hallelujah. Question. Was Jesus anointed upon his resurrection? Was Jesus anointed upon his resurrection? Huh? 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 Upon his resurrection, was he anointed? When was he anointed? His resurrection, was he anointed? No. He wasn't anointed when he rose. Why? Because when he rose from the dead, he became the one who shed forth the spirit. Fullness. Fullness. It pleased God that in him should all fullness dwell. So something changed when he rose from the dead. He was no more being anointed. He was the one now giving the Holy Ghost. The baptism of John, the Holy Ghost came upon him. When he rose from the dead, the Holy Ghost came from him. In the baptism of John, the Holy Ghost came upon him. When he rose from the dead, the Holy Ghost went from him. He wasn't anointed upon his resurrection. Our identification, therefore, is in him. In him what? Incarnation or elevation. So our identification with Jesus is in his elevation. Colossians 2, 9 and 10 now. Colossians 2, 9 and 10. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are complete in him. Which is the head of all principality and power. Are you still here? Complete. There means pleroma. We are full in him. We are full in him where? Spirit, soul, and body. Do we partake of Christ's spirit, soul, and body? Yes. Today, is he still a man? Yes. So when you say in Christ, is it like a bucket or container in Christ? When we say you are in Christ, is it like being in a bucket or container? 
Did you say no? Okay, let's look at it. What does it mean in Christ? Ephesians 1, 3. Ephesians. Blessed the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly, in Christ. In heavenly, in Christ. Ephesians 2, 6. Ay, 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 ay. Ephesians 2, 6. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly, in Christ Jesus. In heavenly, in Christ. Ephesians 1, 3, in Christ. Ephesians 2, 6, in Christ. So when we say in Christ, what do we mean? You know, we have in Adam. In Adam. In Christ. First Corinthians 15, 22. Lots of scriptures good for your health. 1522, 1 Corinthians chapter 15:22. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. In Christ will be what? Referring to the same kind. Means we are of the same kind. He is the prototype in Christ. Just like Adam was. He is the prototype, the prototokos. Jesus is the head. In. In. Means he is the head of the body. The word figuratively, head. Is a figure. Meaning, we take our fullness from him. That's why it says, he is the head. He is the head means, he is the source. We will explain, you know, more better you know later on we will explain body of christ and how he relates with marriage it will be a very beautiful explanation in the course of this series so when we say head of the body it means the source of the body the one who is first when we say head of the woman paul says man first then the woman that's the meaning of man being the head of the woman the woman came out of the man Man being the head means the woman came out of it. means Christ first. Then we are Christ. So in Christ means we are like him. Prototype. We are a kind of him. So when he says you are seated in heavenlies in Christ. It means like him. So it means that everything we have is in Christ. So notice the terminology in christ in christ it means identification that means we have the same dna we have the same substance we are made of the same stock Kabayada. he is the prototype spirit soul and body so let's summarize what we have said today christ is a man spirit soul and body Christ died, spirit, soul, and body. Christ rose, spirit, soul, and body. Christ is exalted, spirit, soul, and body. We are identified with him, spirit, soul, and body. So look at this. In the incarnation, he identified with us. In the resurrection, we identify with him. Is it clear? In the incarnation, he became a man 
died our death, was buried our burial, and rose from the dead as the head of the new kind of humanity, a breed, a race of beings that never existed before. He became the head and we are his body bone of his bones and flesh of his flesh what is in the head is in the body why he's the prototokos the prototype all of us came from the same stock what cannot fight him cannot fight me what cannot finish him cannot finish me as he is so am i are we together in the building here so he identified with us by death we identified with him by resurrection he identified with us spirit soul and body he became seen tempted in all points was tired was hungry was thirsty slept tricked and got tired and sat down wept groaned cried died was buried but that's the end he rose from the dead no more incarnate in the incarnation he was born from the womb of mary in the resurrection he was born from the womb of death so the church came out of death I feel like I'm teaching here. So what could not defeat Jesus in the grave cannot defeat you in the grave. Why? Because you have passed from death to life. He identified with us. He took on flesh identification. When he rose, when he rose, we now identify with him. If any man in Christ a new creation a new breed a new race a new kind of humanity that the earth has never seen before that's the new man and that new man is standing here tonight if that man is in this building shout glory whoa i feel like preaching sit down let me push a few more bullets now let's go back to the 12 apostles matthew chapter 12 we have agreed that they got born again did they have the holy ghost yes notice in the four gospels all of them were always called disciples that's why in the epistles that never came up again they were not called disciples in the epistles but the word disciple is used in the book of acts the word disciple is not used in the epistles at all because we are not disciples of christ we are not disciples of christ we are in christ <laughs> we are not followers of christ we are in christ so that's why in the epistles we are not called disciples listen they were never called sons in the four gospels that's why the language carried on to the book of acts let's see something we are they called apostles in the four gospels look at matthew chapter 10 verse 1 matthew chapter 10 verse 1 and when he had called unto him his 12 disciples he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease verse 2 now the names of the 12 apostles apostles are this 
The names of the 12 apostles are this. That's why in Acts of the Apostles, look at it, Acts 1, 2. Acts chapter 1, verse 2. Until the day in which he was taken up. After that, he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. Apostles whom he had chosen. So, they were called apostles too in Acts chapter 1. If they were called apostles in the four gospels, what about Ephesians 4, 8? Ephesians chapter 4 verse 8. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he gave, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Next verse. Now, now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. Next verse. Next verse. He that, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Brother Paul taught the apostolic office as something that happened when Jesus rose from the dead. That means we have two kinds of apostles. Two kinds of apostles. We have apostles of Jesus who were witnesses of his resurrection who transited into the new covenant. Apostles of Jesus who were witnesses of his resurrection and who transited to the new covenant. And we have apostles who came strictly by virtue of the new covenant. They were not eyewitnesses. So that means there was a uniqueness with the twelve. And obviously all the eyewitnesses were present on the day of Pentecost. Is that correct? Alright, now. There was a uniqueness of that group of 12. And all the people on the day of Pentecost. So let's see two things that Jesus said to them that you cannot repeat to anybody again. Two things. Jesus said to those apostles that transited. Okay? That you cannot repeat to anybody again. The first thing he said concerning the Holy Ghost. Luke twenty four forty nine, Tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued. You can't repeat that to anybody today. And behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Notice, they are referring to the Holy Ghost as upon. Was that repeated in the epistles? No. Nobody was asked to tarry. Okay, now. Because sending the promise of my father upon you happened only once. Look at the next statement. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem. Can you give that instruction to anybody today? Somebody is born again, you tell him, brother, tarry in the city of Jerusalem. It's a pilgrimage is going to happen in September. Well, wait until then. Go to Jerusalem and tarry. You can't say that to anybody today. In fact, in Acts 1.5, he says to them, not many days hence. Not many days. Can we safely agree that the 12 and 120 can never be a prototype today? Yeah, they can never be. Never. None of them can be a prototype. Now, why? Because 
of the uniqueness. They cannot be prototypes today. You know, some denominations don't know. They don't know this. They actually ask believers to tarry. Tarry for Holy Ghost. But they said tarry in Jerusalem, not in Aquaibo. So if they are going to tarry, they won't tarry in Gongola State. If there's a state like that. <laughs> they won't tarry in Old Gongola. Neither will they tarry in Taraba. Neither will they tarry in Johannesburg or tarry in Ghana. He said it has to be specific in Jerusalem. He can't say I send the promise of my father upon you. Notice that when Paul ministered the things of the spirit in Acts 19, he just laid hands and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they spoke in tongues and they prophesied. There was no tarrying. So that means that group is unique. We will discover their uniqueness. But just know you cannot follow that group. You can't follow that 12 and the 120. The mention of their salvation and their participation in the things of the spirit was transitional transitional they switch from one covenant to the other in such a way that you will not notice you know they were believers before jesus died they were believers after he rose was there any believer is there any believer here before jesus died online is there any of you tv house center any of you was born again before jesus died none the believers before them who believed are in glory. The people who believed before Jesus died, they are in glory. There was a uniqueness about these 12 and about this 120. Subsequent people who believed, believed upon his resurrection. So, they played two roles. Two roles. They believed before he died. They believed after he died. So their uniqueness is key. It is not reproduced. Same way, the event of Acts chapter 2. It cannot be reproduced. Acts chapter 2 cannot be reproduced. They heard a sound from heaven. As of a mighty rushing wind. And it sat upon each of them. Clothing tongues as of fire. And they began to speak. You can't, you can't reproduce that. Okay. What happened afterwards was people just received. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? And after Paul spoke to them, he laid hands on them. Bam. They began to speak in tongues. You know, the only thing that looks a little bit like Acts 2 is Acts 10. While Peter yet spake, the Holy Ghost fell. But even then, there were no clothing tongues as of fire. Those are very unique events. Very unique. And they have significance in the New Testament. We will examine them in the days to come. Bless tonight. Bless tonight. Bless tonight. Glory. Glory. As he is. So are we in this world. Glory to God. Get on your feet. That's all I've got for you tonight. <laughs> Glory. Thank you, Lord. Father, we rejoice that we have access into the deep things of God by the Holy Ghost. Comparing spirituals with spiritual. Thank you for the privilege to grow in revelation and grow in knowledge. Be grounded, rooted, and established. And we rejoice for the privilege we have to know these things. Blessed are our eyes.
for they see and our ears for they hear many righteous men and kings and prophets desire to see what we see and what we hear and they never heard it what eyes never saw ears never heard neither did it occur to the hearts of men but they are revealed to us by the holy ghost for no man knoweth the things that are in a man save the spirit of man that is in him even so no man knows the things that are of god save the spirit of god now we have not received the spirit of this world but the spirit of god that we may know the things glory to god that we may know the things that are freely given to us of god we know we know <laughs> we know the things that are freely given to us of god we know we know we know we know thank you father and we decree that this revelation grows big in the hearts of your people until nothing else matters thank you for answered prayer in jesus precious name and every believer says a powerful amen say with me i know the things that are freely given to me of god i know i know i'm not going to know i know right now those things the deep things of god i know the things of god because i have the spirit of god in me amen oh i tell you i feel like running around this building tonight glory amen you know, it's time to give your offerings all over the world. You have your offerings. The, the, the banking details are scrolling on the screen. Television, social media, radio audience, Mr. Michael Bush. We'll read the account details in another one or two minutes. And just we get ready to give our offerings in honor of the world and in honor of all that we're learning and receiving to enable us the opportunity to get this gospel to the ends of the earth through our giving in honor of Christ. I want to thank all partners and friends who keep supporting this ministry tirelessly in and out of season. We want you to know that you are in everlasting remembrance. And we want you to know that your labor is not in vain. And we want you to really know we appreciate all of your commitments towards this ministry. Through you, we're able to get this gospel continually to the ends of the earth. My prayer is that grace abound towards you. You always have sufficiency in all things. You abound unto every good work. In Jesus name. Thank you Father. Alright lift up your offerings we want to give tonight. Father thank you for everybody giving. We give in faith. We give with joy. We give in honor of what Christ has done for us. And tonight as we give our offerings are a sweet smell before you. And we rejoice that both we and our offerings are accepted by you. In Jesus precious name. Amen. Praise God. I said praise God. Hey guys I'll be joining Mr. Michael Bush in another one or two minutes. We'll be responding to your calls, your emails. We'll be responding to all of the things you have sent to our office. And phone lines will be open. So get more people to hook up. It's going to be exciting. Remember this weekend, we're going to be exploring this whole thing about the Antichrist. You don't want to miss what I'm going to be teaching from tomorrow right till Sunday. It's going to be, it's going to be an exciting ride. So get more people. People that are wondering, should I take the vaccine? Should I not take the vaccine? What about 666? What about, what about, what about, what about, what about, what about? 
tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow and saturday and sunday you don't want to miss what we're going to be exploring doctrinally from the word of god you know when you are establishing doctrine you won't be tossed to and fro with every wind that is flying all the conspiracy theories they will just be falling on deaf ears because you know better so you don't want to miss what we're going to be sharing and it's timely because of the times that we live in but guys we love you looking forward to connect with you in the other sex section of ask the counselor and until then enjoy the grace of christ let's celebrate viewers around the world for being a part of this service tonight glory amen Woo! i tell you i'm excited tonight glory to god forevermore amen this message. for these all the messages and books by dr abel Damina. please call Plus 234-806-800-9939 or email powercityoffice at gmail.com You are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your spirit and in your body, which are God. So your spirit and your body is sealed until the day when mortality puts on immortality sin cannot break the seal individual mistakes cannot break the seal persecution cannot break the seal nakedness cannot break the seal hunger cannot break the seal famine cannot break the seal i am fully persuaded that nothing in this life nor in the life to come shall be able to separate us from the love of god which is in christ where are you in christ what keeps you there the love of god join doctors abel and rachel daminer in new christian camp meeting 2021 and ask the counselor with michael bush theme in christ realities ministering dr abel daminer date 31st january to 14th february 2021 time mondays to saturdays 6 p.m daily on inspiration fm 105.9 comfort fm 95.1 excel fm 106.9 radio aquaibo 90.5 unio fm 100.7 and heritage fm 104.9 and also live on sundays 7 30 a.m first service and 10 30 a.m second service venue power city international number 98 wangibo road uyo akwaibom state nigeria you can also watch this programs live on kingdom live network tv on your strong decoder or my tv decoder you can also follow Abel Damino's Facebook page, Public Figure, as well as YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram handles to watch real-time. Host, Drs. Abel and Rachel Damino.
with a price therefore glorify god in your spirit and in your body which are god so your spirit and your body is sealed until the day when mortality puts on immortality sin cannot break the seal individual mistakes cannot break the seal persecution cannot break the seal nakedness cannot break the seal hunger cannot break the seal famine cannot break the seal i am fully persuaded that nothing in this life nor in the life to come shall be able to separate us from the love of god which is in christ where are you in christ what keeps you there the love of god Join Drs. Abel and Rachel Daminer in New Christian Camp Meeting 2021 and Ask the Counselor with Michael Bush. Theme in Christ Realities. Ministering Dr. Abel Daminer. Date 31st January to 14th February 2021. Time Mondays to Saturdays 6 p.m. daily on Inspiration FM 105.9, Comfort FM 95.1, XL FM 106.9, Radio Aquaibom 90.5, Unio FM 100.7, and Heritage FM 104.9. And also live on Sundays, 7.30 a.m. first service and 10.30 a.m. second service. Venue, Power City International, number 98, Wangibo Road, Uyo, Akwaibom State, Nigeria. You can also watch this program live on Kingdom Live Network TV on your strong decoder or my TV decoder. You can also follow Abel Damino's Facebook page, Public Figure, as well as YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram handles to watch real time. Host, Drs. Abel and Rachel Damino. Okay, thank you for staying tuned. We start this segment of the program right away with the traditional announcements that come at this point of the program. So, uh, bank details, the account name is Power City International, but of course, there are three banks, there's FCMB, there's Zenith, and there is UBA. On this edition, we start off with the last, 139-26465, 139-26465, that's for UBA, Power City International remains the account name. So, two for FCMB, 2982-68-2028, Power City International Steel, so two for Zenith, 10, 12, 36, 59, 12, 10, 12, 36, 59, 12. Announcement number two, any moment now, we'll be allowing phone calls. Just um, dial plus two, three, four, if you are doing so from outside the country. Otherwise, it's 0806 9939 You can also email askthecounselor now at gmail.com or you SMS plus two, three, four, seven, oh, three, six, nine, one, eight, six, four, for sponsorship, just dial plus two three four if you are doing from outside the country. Otherwise, it's 0803 or you email Dr. Ebel Damina at yahoo.com. Dr. There, of course, is DR. Okay, so any moment now, we'll just be launching because I'm looking forward to having Global Baba, Dr. Ebel Damina, by my side. But before it comes, let me just quickly tell you my name is Michael Bush. 
I'm the anchor. I'm super excited to be that for you and hopefully would be that for such a long, long, long time. Okay, my producer also for, for forever is producer, Pastor I.J. Query complete with a very star-studded production team. Okay, so the man of the moment is here. The set man, the man that God sent to guide all of us through his word. The Christocentric man, and you know, prolific author, um, international televangelist, also on the radio, 11 hours every day. Help me welcome Global Barber, Dr. Abel Damina. The intercontinental Mr. Bush. So good Global to see Barber, you Global Barber, so today. nice to see you too. Wow. So, so nice to see you. You look good, man. You look better, Global Barber. Just, uh, you're reporting for... You just keep... <laughs> you just keep pushing these things. Oh, no, Global Barber. <laughs> so, so nice to see so you. So good to see you. Okay, so Global Barber, um, we're just waiting for the ritualistic uh, prayer that sure, um, sets sure, us on the way. Sure, let's pray. Father, we rejoice that all over the nations of the earth, the truth of your word is growing and disciples are being raised every day. This gospel is continually preached, proclaimed, and we rejoice that ministers of the gospel are being equipped. The word of God is growing mightily and prevailing in nations. We want to thank you for Kwaibom State, our governor, his cabinet, public and civil servants of this state, private individuals, businessmen. Thank you for grace that is upon this land. Kwaibom is making progress. And we thank you that the government are enabled by grace to create an enabling environment in this land for the gospel to keep thriving. And we decree that in our nation and all of Africa and the continents of the world, the word of Christ continues to grow mightily. Many are turned to righteousness. And we thank you that barriers are terminated and ministers of the gospel are granted utterance and boldness to preach the word like never before. And we give you praise for answered prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so some 27.5 small minutes since the clock 7 in Uyo, Nigeria. We're broadcasting from here. It's the headquarters. It's the capital of Akwaibom State in the south, southern part of Nigeria, which itself is on the west coast of Africa. And here we go from 98 Wangiba Road in the heart of Uyo. 98 Wangiba Road, by the way, is the global headquarters of Power City International. This program is uh, for you, two hours every day. And what a blessing it's been for everyone worldwide. So Global Power was spent the night in the United States of America, that's in Northern America, uh, yesterday. And so we're starting there from anonymous entry. Hello, Global Baba and Mr. Bush. I'd like to thank you for the sacrifices you both make to impart knowledge to our generation. Global Baba, you said the other day that God the Father God the Son and God the Holy Spirit are so-called in relation to redemption, that God is one. My understanding of one is in separability. Then the four Gospels predominantly shows that Jesus was anointed of the Holy Spirit. Does this mean, therefore, that Jesus Christ has a separate personality and entity from the Holy Spirit? Please help clarify this for me. Thank you so much. Well, again, like I always advise, just take it easy. We're trying to understand the Trinity understand all other concepts understand salvation what does salvation mean understand redemption re understand righteousness understand spiritual growth understand ministry understand every other thing in the process of understanding all of that you will come to a place of revelation where you really understand what the trinity concept in redemption is when jesus came to the earth the bible says he stripped himself 
of all privileges that makes him God and took on the form of a servant for the purpose of saving you. All of this Trinity concept is an expression of the extent to which God is willing to go to save a sinner. Is a, is, is a demonstration of the love of God towards humanity. That's what it really is. Okay, another anonymous entry still from the United States of America in the northern part of the Americas. Hello, Global Baba and Mr. Bush. In one of your teaching series, two kinds of righteousness. Global Baba, you said righteousness is tied to the resurrection of Christ. Then Paul described the law as holy in Romans 7.12, as spiritual in Romans 7.14, and used the phrase the righteousness of the law in Romans 8.4. Furthermore, the book of Hebrews described the law as false finder. At what point is the law holy, spiritual, and righteous? Well, no again, Baba. words must be used within context. The law is holy in the sense that the law is not wrong. There's nothing wrong with the law. The law says you shouldn't hurt people. The law says you shouldn't do things that are wrong towards people. That's what the law is all about. There's nothing wrong with it. However, the law does not have the power to empower the person to whom it is given to to observe the dictates and the demands of the law. That is the weakness. That is the weakness of the law. So by, by so doing, the law puts you at a place where you have faults. And then not only have faults, it defines for you punishment for the faults of not keeping the law. That's exactly what the law did. And the reason why the law was given is because of unbelief. Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts. So it's because of the state of a man's heart. Which means the law is a reflection of the state of men's hearts. So the law is holy or righteous in the sense that the law demands for things that are not wrong. But the people it is making the demand on don't have what it takes to keep the law. That's why Jesus kept the law, fulfilled the law, took the law out and gave you his righteousness by faith, devoid of works. Praise God. The first window, our small fact, the first and only window on this edition of the program for telephone calls opens presently. You know, just give it five minutes, producer, and let the call start coming in. So from one part of the continent of the Americas, that's the continent of America, so we're still going to stay in that same part, that's still the northern part, but a different country, Canada. Hello, Global Baba and Michael Bush, the two warriors. Actually, Global Baba, how can you say I'm a second warrior? I'm only a half warrior. I should have been one and a half warriors. Well, maybe when the person defines to us what warrior is in the context. No, we know who the warrior is, Global Baba. He doesn't need to define. <laughs> You know, okay. so I'm just half, I'm just, I see, uh, I see. I'm just a supporter. I see. Okay, he says, thank you for your life, Global Baba, and for your ministry. May God's grace continue to multiply on you and your family. Amen. My question is from First John 5, 16, and it says, what is the sin which is unto death? Well, again, like I always say, get Soteria season 5. It will explain in details for you what sin unto death and sin not unto death is. But like I simply explain for the purpose of a teaser. Sin unto death is the rejection of Christ. Sin not unto death are wrongs you do against your brothers. Okay, Matty, in Canada, I hope you got that. So we're leaving this part of the continent now to the other part. Suriname is a small country on the northeastern coast of South America. Here we come. Hello, Global Baba. My name is Robert. I write from Suriname. Global Baba, your teachings are a blessing to me, but I have a question. If God is the God of love, why does he say, Esau, I hate? Oh, it was a concept. It was a concept of what we call the doctrine of election. It was just a mode of communication. That means, and when he says, Esau, I hate, Jacob, I love, 
he added that the purpose of election may stand. That means that God's election will not be dependent on works. It will not be dependent on works. You, you will not qualify. Because if it is for qualification, he should love Esau, being the firstborn, being the senior. But he loves Jacob. To show you that it is not about who came in first, who didn't come in first. The purpose of election in Christ is that whosoever believes shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Joyce, yeah. Feels nice. True. Hello, Global Baba. Colossians 2, 3 says, In him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. For emphasis, Global Baba, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are in him. Surely, if the Bible says all, there must be treasures of wisdom of business in him. This is not always from the world. Your thoughts, Global Baba? Not my thoughts. You, uh, I don't have thoughts. But what you just said really doesn't, it doesn't count at all. God's wisdom is not business. God's wisdom is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. That's God's wisdom. If you want business wisdom, go to business school. Go to Harvard. Go to London Business School. Go to Lagos Business School. There they will give you the wisdom. Remember, God didn't create money. Money is man's creation. So since man created money, man sets the rule for the operation of money. You know, so if you want money for, for business, go to business school or look for a mentor who is good in business and money to mentor you. In Christ, what we have is the wisdom of his salvation, justification, redemption, and his plan to save mankind. We're flying out of uh, the UK. We're heading to Spain. Meanwhile, this caller. Hello. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Hello? Yes. Hello. Your name, where you're calling from? Yeah, good evening, sir. Evening. Bless you. Uh, good evening, sir. Evening. Bless you. Go ahead. Just go ahead. You have 30 seconds. I am Mr. Lawrence, sir, from, from Serkai. In okay, go ahead. Sir, there is an issue that I'm having in my family and in Italy. And I want God to help me to settle my issues. What's the issue? I don't see this, sir. My daughter, my first daughter, just confessed that she has been given a winch in order to destroy my family and the work that I have in my house. Okay. <laughs> so, I don't have any option to make sure I speak it to my daughter for any prayers. Okay. And then I have been having financial difficulties. It has been for over a long time. She confessed that she has been the okay. Ignorance is a problem. Mm. Listen, if you and your daughter can come to Uyo tomorrow or next tomorrow in the morning, 9 o'clock, we will counsel you, counsel your daughter and pray for you. Some of those things, children just say it out of fear or because they know that's what you expect them mm. to say. So they can get your sympathy. There's nothing like giving a child witchcraft. It's ignorance and it's actually a mentality of illiteracy. There's nothing like that. So my advice to help you, since you don't know better, both you and your daughter, come to Uyo tomorrow or next tomorrow by 9 or 10 a.m. Power City International. We will open the Bible and show you what I'm saying now and then pray for you and your daughter. Bless you. The mentality of illiteracy to spain now 
Greetings, Dr. Abel Damina. I'm Joyce C. Peters. I write from Spain. Why did you pick that word? No. <laughs> no, Baba. You know, you just drop, uh, you, just, you know, you keep dropping things as if you're not the one dropping them. I mean, it's, it's in my soul, straight. The mentality of illiteracy. You know, okay, so I'm Joyce C. Peters. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's like people just come and say, they say, I have water spirit. Mm. They say, I have a banjo. It's lack of proper teaching. And it's because it's bad pastoring. Is bad pastor, and we need to correct it because if we don't correct those things, that mentality will keep our people down for too long. Okay, so global, but we have not even finished from one, you have added another one. So, um, the mentality of illiteracy and then bad pastoring. I haven't heard that one before. Bad pastoring. Bad pastoring. Yeah, yes. Okay. Bad pastoring. Okay. So, I hope just callers will just come and rescue <laughs> me. Okay, but um, I'm Joyce Peters. I write from Spain, Global Baba. My husband was tested positive for COVID-19 today, and we fear for our four-month-old baby. Please join faith with us and pray for our quick recovery. Thank you, Global Baba. You are, everyone in your family, your baby and everyone is covered, kept. COVID is totally rendered useless Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for victory Amen. and healing Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. From Spain to Sweden, may the peace of the Lord be with you, Global Baba, and the intercontinental Mr. Michael Bush. First, I want to thank the Lord Jesus who uses you to spread the gospel. Thanks for the wonderful eye-opening sermons you give us every day. May God use you even more. I live and work in Sweden. Global Baban would be grateful if there is a church that you can recommend here in Stockholm. We'd also like to receive information if there is an opportunity to go to your Bible school online. Thank you. Dawit, in Sweden. Wow, yes, there is. We have an online Bible school, but you need to send us a mail to that effect. And we'll make sure our office responds to you, even with the campus. They will give you details on how to connect our people in Sweden. Bless you. Amen. Okay, so from Sweden, let's uh, fly to Africa, just close at home, Sweden. Uh, from Sweden to Zimbabwe. My name is Love More Mavata. I arrived from Shurigi in Zimbabwe. I'm a 42-year-old man, and I got saved in 2011, Global Baba. Since then, I'm still in the faith, and having received the call of God in July 2010, I desired to know and to grow in the knowledge of Christ. It is still of my heart to sit down and be taught the word that I might grow in the knowledge of Christ and the true gospel so that I can fulfill my purpose. Until one day, as I was scrolling through the gospel channels and came across KLN TV and heard this man of God, Dr. Damina. After that, I developed a desire to be mentored by Dr. Damina. I felt in me that this is what I was lacking. I would love to be a student and his son in the faith if he could accept me as one. My heart's desire will be fulfilled if I possess this knowledge of Christ and will not be ashamed to share with others. Thank you. Faithfully, love Momavata in Zimbabwe. Wow, praise the Lord. We, we, we thank you for reaching out. Our office will respond to you and help you on how to get in contact with our men mentoring academy and all of that. Bless you. Amen. Another caller? Hello. Yes, this is a paper that in State. Fire on. I want to thank uh, Dr. Daniel and uh, Dr. Bush for opening my eyes to the gospel. Uh, especially the Old Testament and the New Testament, that the Old Testament is the law, Why the, the New Testament is freedom. And uh, secondly, my friend, when I was asking, when he was asking, like that God does not kill. He said God kills. So he gave me a question. Genesis 7 to 10. And uh, secondly, my pastor said, 
when he was running away from God, God will always make him to get accident from one place to another until he came back to be a pastor. So I asked him one day that, is it that God wants to do him pastor and later I come and do this thing for you? He cannot answer it well. So please explain the two uh, matters. Well, I can't explain enough for you in this broadcast. So what you will do is order for my teachings, the full teaching of the Misunderstood God series. is part one, part two, part three, part four, part five. The series of the Misunderstood God. Order for it, sit down like a student and go through it so that you are better equipped to help people like your pastor and the other pastor who said God punished him with accidents. Then when he became a pastor, the accident stopped. Something is not right somewhere. But you can't help him until you know better. So order for the series. Bless you. Okay, so from Zimbabwe, flying straight to Lesetho, where the usual suspect is on call. That is Leloko Motebe. And he writes, Lobobaba, I'd like to thank you for continuing to feed us the word of God. I'm grateful because since I joined your live sessions last week, my understanding of the word has increased. I've been reading the Gospels as you instructed us. I've realized that these books are the same and tell the same stories, only that you'll find slight differences here and there in their stories or reports. Some, some you would find them using different terminologies while others having other parts of the stories omitted. For instance, I tried to overlook, okay, but I tried to overlook them. But what took my attention was the story of Jesus casting demons into the head of swines. I couldn't overlook it because I saw a big difference between the stories. In the book of Mark and Luke, it is written, that Jesus met one person who was demon-possessed. But in Matthew, it says there were two demon-possessed men from whom Jesus cast out demons into the swine. So I want to know, Lobo Baba, why they didn't tell us the same thing in these stories and others that I didn't mention here and which side got it right. He goes on to give us some, some scriptural references and concluded these stories are the same by their similarities. They all begin with Jesus coming to the country of um, dimensions, he immediately met a demon-possessed man. My second question, what kind of the feeling of the Holy Spirit is this in the verses uh, Luke 1, 15, 41, 67? I got confused because it didn't say the Spirit upon, but it said filled with the Spirit. And it was very clear that John knew who Jesus was. Thank you so much, sir. All right. Well, first of all, remember the accounts were eyewitness. So it is what Matthew saw that he wrote. It's what Luke and John saw that they wrote. And there could be differences depending on where they stood from to see what they saw. That's why it's eyewitness. And that's why we don't build doctrine on eyewitness account. Your second question. Second question has to do with... Um, second um, question is about the, what kind of the feeling of the Holy Spirit is this in the okay. verses? The feeling of the Holy Ghost is like in the Old Testament where the Spirit of God came upon people to do certain assignments. That's the kind of Holy Spirit. After the assignment, the Spirit left. That's the same thing that happened in the four Gospels until the resurrection. Then the Spirit came to stay in us. Okay, so we move from, let's say, to, we go straight to... I think to, there's one more story. Okay, yeah, the last question is based on, okay, John calling two of his disciples to him, sent them to Jesus and says, uh, why did you the John? real one or do we yeah, look for sure. another one? Yeah. Well, remember, John the Baptist, uh, they were cousins with Jesus, and he didn't know that Jesus was Jesus until water baptism. Then when he got into difficulty, he expected that Jesus should come and rescue him. But Jesus did nothing about it. Remember, he, John, already said, I must decrease that he will increase. 
But when Jesus came, he didn't decrease. He was busy talking and speaking to power and speaking to government. So they took him and put him in prison to chop off his head. His ministry had finished. He was supposed to decrease for Jesus to increase. So Jesus allowed him to face the music and he got angry and he said, go and ask him, is he the real one or should we look for another one? And Jesus sent the disciples back with evidence that he was the one. He opened blind eyes, commanded the lame to walk. When they saw miracles, he said, go and tell John what you see and what you hear, confirming that he was the one. So sometimes when people get into difficulties, they begin to doubt what they believe, especially if it didn't come, you know, by revelation knowledge. No, but that's so real. That's so touching. But, uh, no, I, I, I'm, I mean... Why would Jesus uh, keep quiet like that for John? Was that even a good prayer? Because there are some pastors who say, oh, uh, that, uh, that prayer decrees for God. That he didn't need to pray that kind of prayer. No, it was a good prayer. What actually John was saying is that my ministry has finished. Okay. My ministry was to introduce Jesus. I have introduced him. It's over. I'm done. He should have just carried his briefcase and be following Jesus quietly. Mm. But he, he instead, he continued talking like one who is still relevant. Mm. And in the midst of his talk, he went and talked in the wrong quarters. <laughs> yeah, they <cleared> not. <laughs> okay, to Ghana next. Uh, my name is Banzo Emmanuel. I'm from Ghana. Bless you, sir. Just love to say thank you for the labor of love for the body of Christ. Transformation is taking place in my life since I started listening to your teachings, Global Baba. Great grace abounds towards the ministry, sir. Amen. Thank you. Still from Ghana. Hello, Global Baba and Mr. Bush. I've been following Dr. Abel Damina's teachings for the past two months. He has really helped and shaped my Christian life. I want to know, Global Baba, which Bible version will you recommend if one wants to study the Bible? Also, if Jesus Christ is a Passover, why do we still take communion at church service? Finally, is Jesus in heaven with earthly body or a spiritual body? Regards, Nana from Ghana. Nana, there's no place to read. Read everything. Read from Genesis to Revelation or follow our Bible reading plan. You know, the last two weeks we were reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. In fact, in my family, we finished John. We're in Acts now. But on Sunday, I'm going to give the second plan for the next three months. So follow our reading plan. Secondly, your question is... Um, Passover. Passover. Well, ask those churches that are still doing it. Why are they doing it? But I will recommend for you before you ask them so that they don't give you scriptures you cannot explain. Order for my book on the communion table. The communion table. All right. Okay. And is Finally, Jesus in heaven with earthly body or with yes. spiritual body? Jesus is in heaven with glorified body. Glorified body. Glorified human body. Okay. Global Baba from Ghana. Quickly, quickly to Cameroon. Hello, Global Baba and Power City International Ministries. I want Dr. Abel Damina to pray for me to be born again and filled with the spirit because the way i've been listening to his messages and teachings i have come to realize probably i was born again out of fear or something but now i want to receive christ by his death by his gospel death burial and resurrection teachings that after hearing i'm born of god thank you dr abel damina richard dosi in cameroon wow that's a good one well what we'll do is producer please make sure we reply him tonight and get his phone number so that somebody can minister to him tomorrow and, you know, pray for him to get saved and receive the Holy Ghost. Okay, I'm just wondering, are we done with a trip around Africa? Okay, so we head straight now to Lagos, Nigeria, close at home, dear Global Baba and Mr. Michael Bush. Let me begin by thanking you, Global Baba, for your commitment to the gospel and the training of millions all over the world. I encountered you five years ago where I was instructed in a dream to follow you as you would show me the way to go. Ever since then, those words have played out in my life and family, even as my children recognize your voice and your leadership. 
All my questions have been answered and I'm continually glued to learning from you. My spirit man is always at attention whenever I hear your voice in whatever medium. I believe I speak for millions worldwide. May your ministry find greater expression all over the world and may your voice be amplified on all continents of this blue marble planet. God bless you, sir. Warm regards, Johnson, Eko Surulele, Lagos, Nigeria. Amen. Thank you, Johnson. What a joy to hear from you and those wonderful testimonies. Praise God. From Lagos State in the southeastern part of Nigeria, we we'll go to central North Central Nigeria, Kwara State, that is the North Central Nigeria, yes, sure. Hello, Global Baba. My name is Johnson Peace. I arrived from Kwara State. I need you to guide me as my spiritual father. I'm working on a radio station as a junior ICT staffer. But as after I acquired my BSc certificate, I got promoted and I was chosen to head the department which I, where I work as a senior staffer. But the man has, uh, who has been my boss in that department before I was promoted, he was now actually my assistant. But he refused and started causing many problems, insisted that I can't be the head of the department, that even before I was appointed to be one of the staffers in that department, he's been working, and he concluded that we would quit that work, that I can never head the department, he can never be my assistant departmental head, because he headed the department before today, submitted his resignation letter on the 6th of February, 2021. Global I need your prayer and guidance in this matter. Well, in the name of Jesus, you have direction, you have favor. Thank you, Father. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. From Kwara State, we're hitting the south-southern part of the country by road, worry, Delta State, here we come. Dear Global Baba and the Intercontinental Mr. Michael Bush, greetings to you too, and the presence of God continually be with you. Global Baba, I'm becoming a regular in asking questions, and it's because I want to get the best. Last Tuesday, that is on the 8th of February, you referred to the 12 as being saved, and later you said 11 received the gift of the Spirit, taken into account of what happened to Judas Iscariot. Now my question is, Judas was saved with the other 11, and after he betrayed Jesus, did he not go to hell? Because Jesus said it was better he was not born the person that would betray the Son of Man. Matthew 26, verse 24. Is there any difference between being born again and being saved? If a born-again Christian keeps committing fornication, adultery, kidnapping, and all that was listed in Romans 1, verses 28 to 31, will he or she still go to hell? Romans 1, 32. Thank you, sir. God bless you richly. Yemi, from Warwick, Delta State, Nigeria. Well, Yemi, I'm sure you didn't follow very well. We never said Judas was saved. In fact, I even said Judas was the son of perdition. That means he was not born again. So it is the 11 that were saved. And of course, remember, they became 12 again in the book of Acts because Matthias was added to their number. All right? So Judas wasn't saved. People that commit sin doesn't mean they are not saved. There are people who are saved, who are still growing, and they make mistakes here and there. Committing sin does not define salvation. Faith in Christ defines salvation. However, when you are saved by Christ, by faith in Christ, as you begin to grow in the knowledge of Christ, the consciousness of Christ begins to affect your lifestyle. I hope that helps you. Okay, Global Baba, from there, because of time and the lack of it, I'm trying to see, let me just switch over to... Potako River State, closer and closer to Akwaibum State, where we are broadcasting from a low global barba. And this one, we keep, we piggy, Darlington, arrived from River State. So I've been listening to your teachings for about three months now, and I've begun to see and have a clear understanding of scriptures, knowing that the whole scripture only speaks about Jesus Christ and his finished work. Thanks so much, sir, for allowing God to use you to open the eyes of a generation on the finished work of Christ. 
God bless you abundantly and deliver you from unreasonable and wicked men in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay. Wonderful testimony. Absolutely. So, Global Baba, quickly, quickly, from River State, let's come to Akwaibom, and then we take through Abak. My eternal spiritual father, Dr. Abel Damina, my name is Moses Israel. I write from Abak local government area of Akwaibom State. Daddy, I came in contact with you in 2018. Since then, my life has, been, has not been the same. You begat me through your words of wisdom in the scriptures. Daddy, your words of scriptures got me saved. They equipped me, they built me up for the ministry ahead. Daddy, I'm glad to tell you good news through your teachings. Miracle has broken out in my life and everywhere in my ministry and community. I've been able to lead my mother and my wife and others to Christ. Our Heavenly Father has graced me to be reconciled to him and to give the gift to others to be reconciled to him too. And that should be done on the basis of love. The love of Christ compels me to tell this truth to the world. Daddy, please, with all the amount of respect and love I have for you in Christ, teach me. Be my mentor. Direct me on what to do. And so that glorious love international ministries could grow until nothing else matters. Souls to be won by the medium of this body of Christ. Thank you, my spiritual father. I love you. God bless you richly. Amen. Amen. That's a blessing. Everywhere. Just stay, keep following the teachings. Keep following and keep following. Okay. Global Baba, um, because of time again, of the lack of it, let's just come straight to the live uh, audience here. We're going to be spending the night in you. Yeah. Um, hello, Global Baba. My name is Inyeno Bong Subong. I promised I was going to carry this from the last edition. The tarrying at Jerusalem, was it for 12 or 11? Well, again, we always use 12, 11 interchangeably. But when we say 12, you know what it means. It means 11. But remember, there was, there was uh, Matthias added to the number of the, of, the, of the disciples, which made them 12 in number. So always also remember that fact, because that's important. Okay, so Bong uh, Subong rounds off. They're talking about heaven not being a planetary location. Where are the patriarchs and matriarchs after the physical resurrection? They're in heaven, but not a material location. Heaven is immaterial. Okay, still some more. So can you put, um, should be throw more light on the book of Revelation 20, verses 7 to 8? A blessing again. Uh, all the unbelief, put it up. Revelation 27 to 8. Revelation 27 and 8. But while they are and putting that up, maybe we should go to another question. Another question, okay, because of... Uh, the troubles we're having with that. What is the last days? What does it mean? Is the last days the same as end times? If not, what's the difference? Last days started from when Jesus rose from the dead. So we've been in the last days for 2,000 years now. Last days means at last. At last. That is like you give a promise to somebody and you fulfill the promise. The time you fulfill the promise is at last the promise is fulfilled. So in Bible language, that at last, they call it last days. Last days doesn't mean the end of times. Last days simply means at last, when God's promise was fulfilled. Okay, so please, Global Baba, my question is, if angels were not working, and or if angels don't work for God, why would God be sending them to human beings anytime he wants to talk to, you know, us? Like he sent um, an angel to Mary. My name is Christian, Michael. Well, again, remember, if there was no man, there would be no need for angels. God is not sending them because he's helpless. He's sending them because they're a medium that God created to assist man. So angels are there because of man. Okay, does it mean that Jesus and the devil um, called the principality work together? Because the Bible says Christ is the head of principalities and power, Colossians 2.9. Please, sir, 
more blah 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 blah. You know, and this is from Prophet Emmanuel Uyoko. It's my name. Okay. Head over all principalities and powers doesn't mean they are working together. It means he rules over all of them, and that's why you can cast them out. But again, remember principalities and principalities also used for angels. Angels are also principalities. So context will define what that principality and power in that context implies. Okay, just so that we leave no unfinished business, um, Revelation 2, verses 7, 8. Are we able 20, to have that? 20, Revelation 20. Okay, Revelation 20, verses uh, Verse 7 and 8. Uh, no, I remember it. Okay, I thought you were seeing it uh, In the spirit, else. Okay. <laughs> I want a thousand years are expired. Satan shall be loosed out of the prison and shall go out to deceive the whole... I mean, the nations which are in the four, four corners, corners of, of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom be as the sand of the sea. Now, when you read like that, you will not understand anything. So my advice, get my teaching on the book of Revelation, part 1 to either 12 or 13. That whole teaching series will explain all of this to you with the background, the foundation. Remember, the book of Revelation is a book of heavy metaphors. So it needs a lot of explanation and teaching from doctrine to open up that understanding. Global Power Must Go, produced uh, and its production team many things. Uh, that is Pastor J. Query. My name is Michael Bush. Global Power is here. Dr. Abel Damina. The Intercontinental, Mr. Bush. So good to have you here again Fantastic. tonight. I want to also acknowledge uh, Pastor Dr. Gabriel and his wife still with us. Pastor Oko came tonight to be with yeah, us. Yeah, from Freshwater Park. Uh, from Freshwater Park, ICMA, Aquaibom State. Dr. Pastor Rex is also here. Pastor Boy Kwame is also here. Sister Joy from London is also with us and all the ministers that are here tonight. Remember, you know, we'll be back tomorrow. We love you. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to serve you the grace of God. We'll be back tomorrow. Remember to follow all our broadcasts tonight on all the various radio stations. Tomorrow, 11 to 1, uh, Radio Aquibom, 1 to 3, XLFM, 3 to 5, you know, UFM. And we're back here, 6 to 8 p.m. on Comfort FM. You don't want to miss what God is sharing. Get more people to join tomorrow as we begin to explore the Antichrist. It's going to be an explosive one. And until then, enjoy the grace of Christ and be blessed. Goodbye from Uyo, Nigeria. Amen.